Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Yes, I'm feeling like a million since I got you living in. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Are we on the air? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. Hey, you know, we should, should, instead of uh, starting this hour talking about nabs, uh, we should pivot to... The roast grill, and because uh, that's what we've been talking about off the air, is uh, the roast grill in downtown Raleigh and the hot dogs. Oh. Now, I always go for two with just chili. Why, if you're going to go there, you just going to do two? Just two. That's what Melissa... And, I start with three and often end up with four. <sighs> Man. You like, uh, all the way? You like the even I numbers. I leave the slaw off. I'm a, I'm a mustard chili <laughs> The onions. only time I can't go to George's is when he's back there cutting onions. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, that sends me right out of there, <laughs> Rufus. Uh, Mustard, were... slaw, chili, and onions. Of course, friend. that's that's the Rufus dog. And George remembers all of these things. Oh yeah, he knows he what everybody. Look at you. He said he asked you how many you want. He already knows what you get on it. You want two or three, or three yeah. or four. And um, he's a pretty good gardener too. He lives. He's uh, a great gardener. He lives pretty close to Big John Ruth. Yeah. And John says that he's got a nice lawn and got. Got, uh, I know that he does crinums because I gave him some oh, crinums one time. Lilies. And we were we were also talking about the um, the so they fig bush. Got a giant fig tree back behind the building. That my understanding from George, his grandmother brought a cutting over from Greece when they came, and it's yeah. they don't we don't. I've tried to figure out the name and the variety. I can't, but it's unusual in that the it's a pretty large fig that's mostly green on the outside and kind of red. On the interior, so very, very good fig, and I've made some cuttings for him in the past, and I think I'm going to make some cuttings for me here in the not too distant future. Oh, man, let me hold my hand up too <laughs> okay. for a cutting. When uh, when are you planning to to I, take I, the cuttings? You you can take cuttings off a fig anytime, but in late winter, when you see the tips start to bud up for the leaves. Uh, I mean, like you really swell up about the size of your end of your finger. That's a great time to go out and make a cutting. I usually make about a, you know, 10, 10, 10 or so inch long one, put a little rooting hormone on it, stick it in the pot that you want it to be in, whether it be a two gallon or three gallon. And by August, it'll be three or four foot tall and may have one or two figs on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they grow yeah. unbelievably fast. Yes, they do. Well, I sure have my Gerald fig from the mansion. I do too. Mine's kind of whopsided. I didn't so, plant it in a very a, good place, but a, I don't have very good. Uh, I don't have anywhere to plant. It's a, it's, a it's a brown turkey, and it is ever any fig tree you can whack them back however you want. If they're getting too big, they fruit on new wood, so yeah. they grow very quickly. So yeah, they do indeed. Never, never an issue. The uh, Dave. Was it Dave or David who was asking about the, had the earth angel? I guess that was David 
his uh, daughter had a place. Sam in and Dave. So it yeah, must Sam have been, and Dave. <laughs> it was Dave. The, we had uh, we had Sam, Dave, and David. So uh, the Earth Angel Rose is very pretty. Yes, it's it most is. Most unusual looking. It's, uh, it said it was a Floribunda, three mm-hmm. foot by three foot in size, which is a little small. Most yeah. Floribundas get bigger than that. That'll it be was a nice. Beautiful bicolored pink and white bloom with mm-hmm. real tight petals. Reminded me some of the David Austin roses, if people are familiar with those but a very very unusual and nice looking bloom we have a correspondent standing by in washington dc by the name of joseph gray joseph good morning good morning Fran. good morning how are you today joseph well i'm doing mighty fine it's a nice sunny day here in washington and <clears throat> I heard a little bit of talk uh, about the roast grill there a few minutes ago. And yes. I, I can tell you that has got a reputation that has found its way all the way here, up here to our nation's capital. <laughs> and Rufus Rufus knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, you, you know, I, I think that Joe Johns has eaten at the roast grill. Uh, Joseph, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I do think I remember that. Well, you know, uh, you were talking about the Rufus dog, and, um, you know, that that sounds uh, pretty much like my ideal hot dog, except I would just prefer a little bit of ketchup on it. Oh, don't Don't say that. that George hear you. That'll be all hell to pay. Yeah. (laughs) No, there's no discussion about ketchup and and the roast grill in the same sentence. Oh, indeed. Well, I hope you all are doing very well this morning. Wanted to to, to call and, and touch base here from Washington. And I also did have a question. It's not necessarily related to gardening. Well, what's or, new on this show? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, what's, uh, you know, well, we just well, kind of well, drift off. Well, as, as far as outdoor gardening is concerned, but it is related to horticulture, and I was wonder, wondering if you all had some insight. Um, it, it, with with our type here in Washington living in apartments and things like that, small spaces, we do try, and uh, those of us who are plant enthusiasts try to bring indoor plants, you know, into our home to, to be able uh, to enjoy them. And uh, a problem that I have been dealing with, as well as, many of my colleagues is um these small itty bitty little uh fruit flies i suppose is what they are um that will um uh, uh, supposedly nest in the in the water that is contained in those plants and i was wondering if you all had any advice i've i've tried everything from uh vinegar and olive oil there's all these tips and tricks that you can use to be able to eliminate uh, apartment pests like that. Um, and I was wondering if if you all had any advice as to how to eliminate those those tiny little flies that you see. So you're you're saying that they come from fruit that you bring in or, oh, or no, could, could, no, these, could very well these, be a white white fly. Yeah. Uh, was, it could could also be a thrip uh, as mm-hmm. well. Is there's yeah. so many in that could even be a fungus gnat. Uh, when you get to right. that, there, there's two things. One, n- never. I mean, most people that have trouble with indoor plants, 
either overwater them or don't have them in a container that drains. So if you have it in something that drains, not letting water stay in the saucer whenever you water it and it yeah. drains through it too. That's going to attract d- dump, insects. Dumping. Well, part, part of the problem, I think, is that with you know some of the more low-maintenance plants that myself and others uh, that, who live in apartments keep, you know, they tend to be more bromeliads, snake plants, you know, things mm-hmm. things like that, which do hold water right. and, and hold that moisture. And so I was wondering if, if it was more of a water issue or is, is does it have something to do with the soil necessarily? Or? Uh, it, it's part of it for those, particularly the vermiliad, is the way it holds water in the leaf unions. And that area stays so very tender, it's a good place for them to be and hide. Take uh, good old-fashioned rubbing alcohol, cut it about 10 to 1, and put it in a spray bottle and spray on them. Uh, That's one way to knock them out, very inexpensive to do, and it's not going to damage your plant any at all. Uh, but but that's a pretty efficient way. They're so hard to kill because often it's so hard to get it to where they're at when they get down in those little leaf nodes uh, on them. But that is something you can do once a week. Uh, and if you ever get to wh- whatever type of saucer you have under it has any water in it, keeping that dumped out where the saucer is as dry as possible is also probably the next best thing you can do. Yeah, well, Joseph, I have... A lot of summer plants that we, of course, we bring in, like uh, philodendron and this and that. Uh, during the winter, I get white flies, like mm-hmm. Gerald's talking about. Other kinds of things, like you're talking about. And on a sunny day, I will take them outside and spray the devil out of them. Let them sit a couple of days if it's good weather, and bring them back in so you don't make a mess in the house. Right. You, you've got a balcony, I assume. I do, yes, sir. Yeah. By the way, you ever tried any any violets? African violets. Violets or violets? <laughs> <laughs> I know he, he's accustomed to violets. <laughs> no, I have. I have. I have tried lots of violets against. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I I um, I have not, and and perhaps uh, that's more the way I should go. Most of what I have in my apartment are uh, cacti. Mm-hmm. And uh, snakes, yeah. bromeliads, things like that. So, lots of great new succulents too that work great indoors that are super low maintenance, not much water at all. And well, well, and 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 that, that perhaps begs another question. I have been going on the succulent route for quite a while now, and I just cannot seem to maintain them. And I don't know if, I mean, it obviously has to be something that I'm doing wrong, but uh, what would be your advice for, for Did, trying to maintain some succulents? Don't buy one unless it's got a tag that tells you what type of one it is, because there's lots and lots of different cultivars. Some of them require some sun. In other words, being in a window that right. gets some sun to it. Others don't, and most of the people I know that don't have succulent success, they either, one, have not got it in the right place in the house, needs a little bit of sun or doesn't matter. More often than not, it's in a decorative pot that doesn't drain. 
uh, and when they water it, it's getting wet in the bottom, and they get root rot really easy. Yeah. And the second part, of it, even if they have it in something that drains, they water it too frequently. They should be watering it once every 15 or 20 days, and they're watering it three times a week. Right. Well, Joseph, here's the, here's the question. Do you miss Fuquay Verena? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> like Peter loved the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can understand that. Yeah. Well, I was so glad you uh, take. I wish you'd call us more often, Joseph. Well, I certainly will. And uh, here in the, in the near future, I, I was unfortunately due to the virus, which we all should be very, very uh, thankful to have a vaccine for, and should be getting vaccinated as as frequently as we can. Um, I was I was robbed of yet another Christmas from my parents, and so mm. I saw them last on Thanksgiving, and am looking forward to getting ready to to hug their necks sometime here in the near future. And um, when I do make myself back down to North Carolina, Rufus and Mike, uh, you 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 two are going to be uh two of the first to know and and hopefully two of the first to be able to get a hug around the neck. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you have some exactly. fine parents. I, I, we, we met them well, at um, at Nelson's. Exactly right about that, my friend. Yeah, you, re- you really do. Uh, so, um, I'm, I hope you can get home soon, Joseph. And and thank you for sharing with us. You can say hello to your mom and daddy if you want to. <laughs> well, I, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, um, as soon as your uh, producer Jason put me on the phone uh my father is sitting out in the driveway right now in a toyota tacoma listening to this oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. and um i've got i've i've got uh you know i just thank i thank god every day that um for for donna and charlie gray absolutely thank you joseph hope you feel better soon buddy Thank you, my Great. friend, and uh, I, I certainly will be better about touching touching back. With Absolutely, him. we need a report from my Washington correspondent. Well, yeah, we've got Joe the bouncer. We've got <laughs> that's right. Joe. We got the whip, and and now we've got a Washington correspondent. Absolutely, who, who has his pulse well, on the, well, the North Carolina. Well, you've got one here, and I believe Rufus between myself and Joe Johns. I think maybe we could even make WPTF a CNN. Uh, satellite correspondent <laughs> absolutely uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. well, i know a lot of secrets i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> all right joseph thank you buddy <laughs> get better <laughs> yeah we'll see you. you guys have a good one thank you uh sam mckeever's out at the state farmer's market sam how you doing buddy good morning happy new year happy new year so how are you folks preparing there are y'all gonna uh put any salt on that new road uh not today uh, <laughs> um, oh i love that new road sam yeah it's pretty we uh I, i'm hoping next week we can actually open it up and really start using it uh there's some things i don't like with the road that had to be completed but the road has been done since before right before christmas so right. uh we're just trying to get all that finalized but uh i'm hoping next week we can uh open those gates and I can't imagine the logistics that y'all have faced. Yeah, there's so many agencies that we've had to deal with on this yeah. project, and then it's just, and then when changes were made, you had to go back through all those agencies. Right. And then there was future plans coming in the area that 
played a, a factor in that as well. A lot of there's going to be uh, you know Lake Wheeler Road corridor there uh, is going to look and South Saunders Street is going to look completely different in five years. It's, it's not even going to look like the same place. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of changes uh, yeah. coming up out there. Uh, I noticed already, Jim. They've cut down trees on Lake Wheeler Road and some of the houses, little houses that are sitting alongside the road across from Dick's. Which can only mean one thing, that they're getting ready to widen the road there. They're going to widen that road because there's going to be, uh, you know, you got Farmer's Market and you got yeah. uh, you got the Dick's property. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people that are going to be using that. And uh, all the land that was just sold across from it was just going to be developed, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's uh, there's quite a bit of development going on across the street at Lake Wheeler uh, as well. So, yeah, there, it's a lot, lot going on in a small area. Well, I just don't try widening it in front of my house because I've got a guardrail there, and my only way of getting in is that little road that goes in there. So <laughs> let, let's leave mine alone. You might be safe since you're on the other side of 40. You, you might be safe for a little while. Well, thank you, Sim. Oh. I'll put that in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't, uh, I, don't, I don't have no, uh, no power or anything, but I'll just, I think you're safe for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. So uh, what's going on out, out, other than the preparations for the ice and snow and, and the road? What, what else are y'all doing out there? Well, we got uh, still got a lot of produce coming in for this time of year, uh, a lot of apples coming in, uh, all kinds of varieties. Apple cider would be good this morning as Ooh, well. Yeah. Um, they, they, had, uh, they had apples. They were just getting them uncovered when I was down there earlier, so I, d- I didn't write, get to write down all the different varieties we had, but they, they had a pretty good selection this week. Uh, you got a uh, butternut, acorn, spaghetti, uh, uh, winter squash coming in. Uh, all kinds of greens: spinach, collards, turnips, kale, and mustard. Uh, cabbage, lettuce, uh, bok choy, uh, onions, beets, uh, cauliflower, uh, rutabaga, radishes. Uh, all kinds of cut herbs, uh, mushrooms, carrots. Uh, we have some uh, really nice tunnel-grown tomatoes and cucumbers and strawberries coming in. And of course, we got plenty of firewood, and I know that might, that's that's a, been a hot item uh, yesterday and this morning. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, people are going to use that up. firewood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, up in the market shops, nice up there. Yeah, you can get up there and get out of the weather a little bit. Uh, all kinds of farm-raised meats, beef, chicken, pork, lamb, uh, cheeses, eggs, uh, all kinds of great baked good items, pies, pastries, breads. Uh, you name it, they got it. Um, you've got uh, three, two, one coffee. You can get you some coffee. Uh, of course, you got the uh, hand soaps and lotions, uh, Anders soap, um, all kinds of great gift items and things up there as well. I know we we just got through with Christmas, but you got you got Valentine's Day coming up not too far out, so uh, you you can be thinking about that. And, um, and also, uh, just uh, of course, we got the Market Grill. Uh, great food there. Um, uh, get you some hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, sandwiches, uh, all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah, we talk about the Rufus Dog, but they've got such a variety now of the the uh, is it the shrimp or the is it shrimp or the crab the it's, crab that's the the wonderful sandwich. That, yeah, they got a shrimp uh, combo that I really like uh, there, and uh, yeah, they they keep tinkering with their menu a little bit, and they they keep getting it better and better. They have a great breakfast too. They do. They 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 didn't start out with the breakfast, but they've they've kind of worked that in, and uh, so yeah, they're they're doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah, it's a good breakfast. So um, 
And the bakery's back open and everything. Oh, they took uh, some weeks off, I know. Yes, they did. They usually take uh, – they've done that the past few winters, right after yeah. the Christmas holiday. Well, I don't blame them. They need some time off. Yeah, you got to have a break sometime, and this place is open every day, so uh, yeah. except Christmas uh, Day. So, uh, yeah, sometimes you got you need a break. We oh. all need that. So. Oh, yeah. And then they also have some things, you know, as far as redoing some things or – changing things around a little bit or something they want to do, and that's a good time to do that stuff as well. So. Yep. I assume you'll be open tomorrow, Sam. We are planning to be open. Um, we're going to see what the weather does, but we, we always plan to be open, and we, we go with what the weather gives us. And if the vendors want to be here, we will be open. I'll put it that way. So, yeah. Um, Got to have somebody show up to sell. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> if, if the gates close, that means we don't, we don't have any vendors here to, to sell. And uh, we kind of always play that by ear because – the weather changes so quick and so oh, yeah. fast, uh, and we're in an area where it can change just a little bit, and it really affects you one way or the other. So, uh, mm-hmm. But they're all here today, and like I said, we plan on being here tomorrow. We'll just kind of play it by ear and see how things go. Um, in fact, I'm, after I get off the radio, I'm going to go follow up with uh, Gypsy at the State Farmer's Market restaurant. Uh, great country cooking there. Um, mm-hmm. See, they open up at 6 a.m. and uh, close at 3 p.m., and... Uh, they serve breakfast, and they, you can get breakfast right up to three p.m. as well. Fabulous place, and the and the seafood restaurants you can you can uh, eat inside now. That's right. They got some seating inside, and then, uh, we're looking at we're working on getting them some more seating outside as well. So uh, we're we're uh, working on that. And they they open up at eleven a.m., close at eight p.m., give you plenty of seafood to eat. And uh, I'll be getting with Kemp too about what his plans are tomorrow. But hopefully, uh, hopefully things will go well, and we'll be open as usual. And and, and go from there. Right. Absolutely. See, now, I want to ask you about what bok choy. Mm-hmm. I've tried to grow some at home before. Sort of, I, I view it as a cabbage. What do most people do do with bok choy? I am not the one to ask about bok choy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can throw it at somebody. <laughs> uh, me either. Throw it at a cabbage, uh, Gerald. Some some people steam it, and some people put it, mix uh, olive oil with it, and do some things. Some of the things that you would do with kale, they do with it. Which once oh. again, I'm not an expert, but yeah. I got a question for Sim. Right. So Sim, you were talking about tomorrow, y'all would play it by ear, and and, and it may end up closing. How do people find out about that? Do y'all post that on the website or just call the farmer's market phone number? Or how, how would people know if they were wondering? Yeah, you could uh, call the market number, uh, 919-733-7417, and, um, and find out. Uh, we would change it on our website, but the way our website works over the weekend, it, it wouldn't get up in time until Monday probably. Yeah. Um, so that would be your best bet. Um I will say if, if we have ice like they're calling for, if if things do open, they they will probably open later. Uh, if but yeah, you got to play it by ear. Yeah, I got to play it by ear. If if we knew, you know. Well, we're going to have somebody on from the National Weather Service coming up here uh, in a few minutes. Yeah, on we try to be open all the time. So, but you know, they're you know, if the vendors are, are not here, then we, that's of right. we won't open. So that's just we kind of play it that way. Sim, take it easy, buddy. All right, y'all y'all stay safe. Yeah, you take too. Care. And Rufus is opening. It's not the fire crackling in the fireplace here. Rufus is opening his. We're nab. opening the <laughs> his nabs. Captain's wafer, peanut butter, and honey. Okay. By the way, our friend uh, Ronnie Garrison's listening down in Wilmington. Says USDA is about to break ground on a new building in that area too of the farmers market. So that's going to be really something. All right, more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. 
In the WPTF News Center, I'm Tony Rixby. A winter storm warning goes into effect tonight at midnight, in effect for 24 hours. Triangle area expected tomorrow to get freezing rain in the morning and primarily rain in the afternoon. AccuWeather's Bill Dager. Yeah, I, I expect it to last most of tomorrow morning. So anytime between 4 and 5 a.m. and lunchtime tomorrow, we can expect uh, temperatures to be below freezing with the sleet and rain coming down and freezing on contact could be up to a quarter inch of ice. A man in police custody shot and killed in the Duke Hospital emergency room early today after scuffling with a police officer. He was in the custody of Durham Police, began the scuffle, took the officer's weapon away. The man was then shot and killed by a Duke University officer. A.C. Snow, the longtime editor of the Raleigh Times and then for over 70 years a columnist for the News and Observer, has passed away at the age of 97. A.C. Snow had written his last column just two years ago. CBS News Brief. The Pacific West Coast is under a tsunami warning after an undersea volcanic eruption near Tonga. Charles McQuarrie is with the Pacific Tsunami Warning Center. There's the possibility of tsunami waves, but with smaller amplitudes. So there would be only a hazard maybe to marine recreation um, in, in on beaches, in harbors, but not not the kind that would flood the land. We're getting a major winter storm. When you take a look at the snow accumulations, snow as far south as Atlanta, one to three inches there, three to five across Middle Tennessee and Nashville. Meteorologist Mike Bettis. Many signs Russia is poised to invade Ukraine. There is information warfare underway, something that Russia typically uses to try to sow distrust of the government, sow discord among the Ukrainian people, and to create chaos and confusion. CBS News Brief. I'm Linda Kenyon. Here's your exclusive WPTF AccuWeather forecast. As we head through today, we'll see any sun give way to clouds. High 42, mostly cloudy cold tonight. Low 26 in the Triangle, the 32 in the suburbs. For your day tomorrow, any ice will change over to rain. It'll be a major ice storm, a high of 38. Then partly sunny on Monday, high 44. Mid-40s Tuesday, 50s by Wednesday. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Bill Dagger on the Triangle Severe Weather Station, WPTF. This Sunday at 4, join Dr. Brian Forrest for Access Health Radio. Each week, he focuses on a specific health issue to help you be better informed. Access Health Radio, brought to you by Marley Drug. Paying too much for your medications? Marley Drug, a North Carolina pharmacy, offers free home delivery of many common generic medications at a fraction of the cost of the retail chains. Many medications are just $37 for six months or $70 for a year. M-A-R-L-E-Y-Drug.com. Get advice from local experts. Hi, I'm Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier. And I'm Dave Alexander. Join us Saturdays at 2 for Making Your Home Great. The Triangle's local home improvement show. Joining us this week, Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture and Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. We're looking forward to your calls. Making Your Home Great today at 2, FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Are you afraid of running out of money in retirement? Then tune in Sundays at 1.30 on WPTF for the Retirement Income Show with Rick Parks. If you want to live stress-free with a guaranteed income stream in retirement, go to rickparks.com. That's Rick, P-A-R-K-E-S dot com. Listen for the Retirement Income Show with Rick Parks, Sundays at 1.30 on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. 
Are you ready to get rid of the garden tub and convert to a walk-in shower? Michael Schweitzer from Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows is with us. And Michael, you do a lot of those conversions. Tub to shower conversions, that's one of our uh, main things that we get called for. People get older, they realize they can't step over that tub rail anymore, which is anywhere from 15 to 16 inches off the floor. So replacing that tub with a walk-in shower that has a threshold that's only simply three inches tall is is a very good solution. Michael, what can you do to make it a safe and yet attractive space. Well, there's a lot. Not only can we place accessories, shelving, really anywhere you want them, we carry a full range of different grab bars, and we can match the premium finishes that people are wanting these days, such as the brush nickels and the oil or bronzes. Get your free estimate at LuxuryBathREL.com. Oh, and don't forget, right now, your conversion is 20% off, plus no interest, no payments for 18 months financing. Go to LuxuryBathREL.com. A wise person once said that there's nothing as contagious as enthusiasm. At Pioneer Exteriors, we're excited and committed to top quality home improvement. Pioneer offers free estimates for windows, siding, doors, sunrooms, gutters, or storm products to maintain your largest investment. Call me, Lynn Pittman, at Pioneer Exteriors, 919-828-4405, or go to PioneerExteriors.com. Buy local, buy quality, buy Pioneer Exteriors since 1960. When it comes to your roof, this is your biggest investment. So go with a company you know you can trust. We chose RoofWorks because they're local to Raleigh, and that was very important to us. They really seemed to care about their customers. They, they cared about our happiness. They cared about everything we needed and wanted. This is Holly at RoofWorks. We don't want to be the biggest. We just want to be the best. They just really went the extra step, the extra mile. I love RoofWorks. Visit us at RoofWorks.com. That's Roof, W-E-R-K-S.com. This Sunday at 4, join Dr. Brian Forrest for Access Health Radio. Each week, he focuses on a specific health issue to help you be better informed and attain overall wellness. Access Health Radio, brought to you by Marley Drug. Does your doctor want you to take a statin, but you don't tolerate the side effects? Patavastatin may be the choice for you. It's a next generation statin for only a dollar a day. Don't put up with statin pain. Go to MarleyDrug.com M-A-R-L-E-Y Drug.com Are you afraid of running out of money in retirement? Then tune in Sundays at 1.30 on WPTF for the Retirement Income Show with Rick Parks. If you want to live stress-free with a guaranteed income stream in retirement, go to RickParks.com that's Rick, P-A-R-K-E-S dot com. Listen for the Retirement Income Show with Rick Parks, Sundays at 1.30 on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. A lot of people... Most people probably are thinking about the weather, as we were just discussing with uh, the head of the state farmer's market, um, Sam McKeever. But uh, we need to go to an expert for this. Aaron Swigert is a meteorologist for the National Weather Service, beautiful offices on the, the Centennial campus. Uh, Aaron, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, this uh, is – I don't know what it is about these systems that, that come in – uh, it's it's so hard to figure out what's going to happen with North Carolina when we when we get these complicated systems. I know it's uh, driving y'all crazy, but uh, what can you tell us this morning? Uh, sure. So 
there have been a little bit of changes from our forecast that uh, may have been seen uh, yesterday. So we did uh, up our ice accumulation total compared to yesterday up across the Raleigh area and um, moved snow totals down, uh, unfortunately. So <laughs> we're looking at uh, more of a liquid precipitation freezing at the surface as opposed to frozen precipitation uh, falling in the Raleigh area. Uh, what a, so uh, how much ice are we likely to get? What are yeah, your projections? So, yeah, so Raleigh is kind of right on that borderline. Um, so we're looking at anywhere from a tenth to a quarter of an inch of ice and uh, with the possibility of an inch of snowfall on the high end. Uh, so that could be possible. Um, but a shift in either way or um, colder temperatures hanging on longer can up those totals as well. In other words, you're saying stay off the road. <laughs> if at all possible, absolutely. Yeah, what what would a, uh, a, a tenth to a quarter of an inch of ice do to an area? Yeah, so the, the impacts, according for ice, are exponentially uh, worse the higher your totals get. Uh, so when you're looking at a tenth to a quarter, you're looking at some um, power outages starting being possible, especially with um, we're going to have some wind gusts approaching 20, 30, 35 miles an hour as well, even uh, during or after that ice has already formed on trees, power lines, etc. So that will also increase the potential for more uh, widespread uh, power outages possible as well. Who is likely to get the most ice uh, in in uh, the general central North Carolina, eastern North Carolina area? Yeah, so when you, uh, farther west uh, is going to be the better possibility because you're going to have the colder temperatures hanging on for longer throughout the day, uh, probably not rising above freezing until late in the day and even staying below freezing up into the triad. So they're looking at um, from like Wadesboro north up into Alamance, Burlington, and then points westward, uh, you can have a quarter to uh, even up towards a half an inch. Um, we're more expecting uh, maybe like a third of an inch of ice out that way. Okay. Uh, when uh, when is this likely to start, this system, uh, start to drop frozen precipitation on the area? Yeah, so everything's going to start off pretty frozen, and we're looking at early Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to have some precipitation moving in from the south and moving in north and increasing in intensity uh, throughout the day and then transitioning in the Raleigh area over to um, uh, freezing rain and then eventually all rain once the temperatures of the surface rise above freezing. And uh, uh, if temperatures hold on a little bit longer or warm up quicker, just by a degree or two can make all the difference. That's why some of these forecasts are so difficult to pinpoint down uh, totals and timing. Yeah, at one point uh, we were going to end <clears throat> the precipitation with rain. Is that still the case? Yeah, so we have a couple different scenarios. Um, a, a faster warming period that some of the models are showing, or um, uh, according to some um, past events where the cold air hangs on longer in these types of situations, uh, you could also have uh, the rain transition being much later. Uh, in the Raleigh area, but we do expect a transition at some point during the afternoon. Of course, that's <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> that's going to freeze at some point. Uh, the rain is uh, is going to freeze again, right? Yeah, so we're going to have cold temperatures on the back end of this as well. So we may have a 
transition period of it being rain. Uh, but then as the storm system moves out, it's going to bring in colder air back behind it. So anything, uh, any runoff or any liquid uh, remaining on the roads could freeze overnight right. as well. So we'll have the potential for uh, black ice as well. And you're talking about Monday morning for that. Yeah, so I was going to say Sunday night into Monday morning especially. And then uh, even as you go into Monday, our temperatures and the sun uh, will uh, melt some of that in the in the sun in the sunshine. Um, but uh, as we approach even Monday night, any places that had uh, snowfall or uh, thick ice accumulations could also have um, a freeze on Monday night as well. So there will yeah. also have a potential that night as well. Tuesday. So Monday could be just as bad as Sunday because a lot of us have appointments. We're trying to gauge whether or not to go. People want to know whether to go into work or not. So Monday could be very precarious too. In the early morning. It Especially could. that early morning commute, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. drive time. But as the day goes on and it warms up, you should be okay as long as the sun's out and the temperatures are, are above freezing. Absolutely. Okay. So does that does that help, Rufus? That that helps. All right. Uh, Aaron, uh, any other systems uh, uh, that may be affecting us? Or is this, uh, of course, this is the one we've got to worry about right now, but um, things going to stay cold for the rest of the week? Yeah, so we're going to remain cold for a little bit. We're going to have, um, as the high pressure settles in over top of us, uh, it'll eventually move offshore. Uh, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Let me check here real quick for you. And, of course, uh, Yeah, warming up um, Tuesday into Wednesday as that moves offshore. Uh, but we are looking at another potential system down um, Thursday, Friday. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty with that one as well, but we're going to get some colder temperatures with some precip moving in so that's going to be our next one on our radar but as you mentioned we have a lot to deal with with our current yeah. happening tomorrow so that's been our main focus so far a lot of people like to ski uh, the skiers i guess uh, need to get to head up to the mountains today they're going to get a lot of snow in the mountains aren't they yeah that's going to be the the hot spot for where most of the snow is going to fall as up on uh, the higher elevations in the Appalachian mountains absolutely okay so definitely head up there if you're thinking about heading up that way head up Sooner rather than later, and please do not travel on Sunday, if at all possible. Yeah, that might be really fun, uh, unless you have skis or a, or a sled. On ice. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much. Thanks for the work you folks do. Uh, we always uh, thanks. Uh, we always enjoy uh, calling on you and and uh, getting your help. Absolutely, we are always here for you guys, and happy to answer any questions that you have. All right, thank, thank you, you, Aaron. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Aaron Swigert, a meteorologist for the National Weather Service here on WPTF. Hope that uh, we've already put some salt, Brian, in his parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Centennial Campus. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener at 949-919-8609-783. Thanks to folks at the National Weather Service for joining us uh, in the last few minutes. Roxana is in Greensboro. Good morning. You're on WPTF. Yes, good morning, everybody. 
Um, I had a little thing happen this uh, week. Uh, some of it may be of interest to your readers. Uh, I have a lot of crepe myrtles in my home that I planted uh, many years ago, maybe 35 or 40 years ago. And one of them in my backyard is it was like a tree. I would actually have to have it trimmed to get off the roof. But uh, what may be of interest, and I really didn't know, was um, I had to have, I live in the county, so I have a septic tank. And, of course, that has to be tended to uh, several years. But when the gentleman came out and started to, uh, you know, try to find the lines to the septic, well, he tried to find the septic tank, which he did. And lo and behold, my crate myrtle was sitting right on top of the septic tank. <laughs> well, well, well. That, that was a problem. Uh, but, uh, he, he was brilliant. There was a little panic there at first. But um, he dug and he dug and he dug and he dug. And so he said, it's all these roots out here, like 10,000. It wasn't one big cap root, but all these little roots. And so I did not know that a crepe myrtle you know, the roots would go to the water or whatever the line of a septic tank. I knew, you know, the maple, the maples do and the willows and all that. But I just get a little tip here. I'm going to have to have my beautiful uh, grape myrtle cut down uh, because of the roots. But anyways, um, that's my story for the week. <laughs> wow. Well, let me ask you this. Roxana, did, did you plant? The crepe myrtle over the septic tank. <laughs> well, I did not know it. And what was so odd, I did, and it was probably about four feet tall, probably about 40 years ago. Uh, I've been there 45 years, so maybe I'd say it's 30 years old. I did not know they would get that old. I just let it go haywire. It's, it's absolutely stunning, and it's really beautiful, and it just breaks my heart. i got to cut it down. But uh, I did plant it. I didn't know it was on top of the, the septic tank. And we've had it taken care of, you know, had pumped out, I'd say, four or five times in the 45 years I've lived there, and uh, which I should have had it done more. But, it, you know, well, anyway, we won't get into that detail. <laughs> <laughs> the, the situation is, it just makes me sad to say goodbye to my, uh, you know, friend, the crepe myrtle. But that was my little uh, thing I thought maybe some of, your listeners may have the same problem that live out in the county and have tanks, but I never would have dreamed, you know, that that was the problem. Uh, Gerald, it's a, that can be a real problem with, it, with plants. It can be. I have. If it makes you feel any better, I had a friend of mine had a similar situation. His wife made him, they dug a new septic line and ran it another direction and put another tank in. Oh, my word. They had a tree that was going to have to take out, and she had pitched such a fit. Uh, about it that that's what he ended up doing cost him a lot of money <laughs> but he in the end that was the route that he went but it, it's surprising in particular i mean almost any kind of tree that gets that kind of age on it and we when we run into to drier weather well there's never drier weather around the septic tank line uh yeah. so they just naturally that you go that way, and, it, and it's surprising. And sometimes it's part of the reason that one tree looks is so much bigger and happier and healthier looking oh, yeah. than some of the yeah. other ones that you that you planted yeah. uh, close by. So, Roxanne, you you mentioned yours maybe thirty years old. That's not an old tree, for at least for an old fashioned crepe myrtle. I've got some that are already a hundred years old, and, oh my and, and they get prettier as the years go on. They they don't flower as much. 
quite as much as they used to. They have more character. But they got more character. And, and I I know in in some places where there are crepe myrtles that are as old as 150, 200 years old. Oh, I did not know that. Well, the Oakwood section of Raleigh, all those Victorian houses mm-hmm. down there, are some really old yeah. there's some beautiful crepe myrtles. Ones. Yeah. Yes, I, I have been over there before and uh, also gone through that beautiful historic cemetery. It's very beautiful over mm-hmm. there. Yes, ma'am. Um, but I just I thought y'all may find that a bit of interest. And one last quick thing. I had a rhododendron that never bloomed this year, and my, the buds are still on the uh, shrub. They never opened up, but the buds are there. It's just been a complete mystery. So wow. this year, one And last year, I think it had maybe two or three little blooms on it. It's a beautiful rhododendron. It's on the north side of the house, but it just did not bloom. And I thought it was interesting that the buds were still tightly on that shrub. Why would it not have bloomed? That's slightly perplexing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen sometimes due to when people pruned and things like that, that it didn't form buds like they normally would. And I've seen some that all of a sudden over time, the the lighting situation changed around them to where they might have been in some dappled sunlight. They ended up into just a lot more heavy shade. I've seen that affect them sometime, but it, but to have the buds form on them and them not open up, does the plant otherwise look healthy? You know, the rhododendron oh, sometime are a little sparse to to start with compared to other shrubs. No, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. It's very t- take, out. It's, t- it's take a good feet wide. a look at the stems on it and okay. make sure that you don't and up under the leaves to make sure that you don't have scale. Uh, on it because usually when something doesn't bloom more often than not is some type of stress could you know like i was talking about stress because the light conditions had drastically changed but insects uh stress could also have some bearing with that and and take a a really good look at that and see it see if you notice anything okay well thank y'all so much and i'm just so grateful for your show it's just like Going back home. I'm oh, well, thank you so much, Roxana. Spread you. the word up there in Greensboro. Do you go to the uh, Guilford Garden Center? I sure do. Yeah, I think they have our, um, they've had our magazine there. They've, uh, oh, cared. they do? Well, good. I will go there. They if they have any, still have any copies, I know some were uh, brought to them, but uh, yeah. I know uh, they've got a great collection of Hellebore there. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. Well, y'all take good care and be safe. Yes, ma'am. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Dan is uh, with us from Garner. Dan, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning to all of you. Appreciate you taking my call this morning. Yes, sir. Uh, my question deals with raised beds. Uh, I've had good experience this year with both my summer and my fall crop. I've removed all of the uh, fall crop items, mostly. We're all collards. Uh, but I kind of want to know what to do with, do I go ahead now and put some additional uh, ingredients in there like the uh, pine fines and the organic matter and the black cow. How, Do I wait how, on that? How it, old are your beds? When did you first build them and start using them? Uh, probably five or six years ago. Uh, and how tall, how high are the beds of the, the boards? Uh, the, con- the containers that they're in, they're probably about two and a half feet. Okay, and, so, uh, yeah. so so that's pretty. So that that's really high. If they're that big. 
Uh, are you able to get one of those little mini tillers into it to till it around, or do you just have to kind of turn it over with a pitchfork or something? No, yeah, I turn it over. It's it's pretty good mixture, and so I don't really need to till it. Plus, the beds, all my beds are about four foot by four foot. Okay, if you can get a pitchfork into it to turn it over, yeah, and you can get what you feel like is pretty close down to that two eighteen inches or twenty inches of how much soil you've got in there. You probably don't need to add a thing to it. As far as pine fines, the whole reason for adding the pine fines is to loosen up the soil where uh, air can get through it better and where it can drain better. But if it's that loose now, then I don't think you need to do that. Uh, I, how are you fertilizing what you're growing in it? Mostly it's black cow. Okay. Well, you, you never hurt if you're adding uh, something like that to it. I like to start to loosen them up now, but see, if you're not going to plant anything in it to mid-March, end of March, early April, you know, a lot of rain and all can compact that back down. So I usually wait till a couple of weeks out from when I'm going to plant. If you had a situation where it was just really thick and hard and you need to try to loosen it up more and get the pine fines in, now maybe I would do that now, but I don't think that's a problem that you have. Okay, up. A follow-up, Gerald, to that question. Uh, quickly, because we're uh, we're running out of time, Dan. we got about 30 seconds. Do you want to hold that? Shoot, until... shoot the question to me, and I'll answer it when we come back. Right, the question is, on the very top of each of the raised beds, what would you put, like a uh, the, the black plastic uh, that drains through that or some kind of mulch? Because I had a lot of weeds last year on top of it. Okay, I'll address that when we come back from the break. All right. Be- hold on, Dan. We'll be back.